0: You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. A lot of the abuse hasn't happened by strangers. It's happened through people we know. I mean, adults have power over children. So that's one level of power. And children are very, very
1: vulnerable because they just
0: don't have the power.
1: Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, it is Momentum. It's uh, Tim and Dez with you once again. And, you know, every week we're just so excited to be with you all around the nation, which is terrific. And thank you again to the stations taking the show each week. Momentumaustralia.org is the website. Really uh, encourage you to have a look around that after the show. Get familiar with uh, who we are, what we're about. And uh, also check out the podcast too. There's a lot of stuff in there that uh, hopefully will help you succeed in life, which is the Momentum tagline. Des, are you good this week?
2: I am amazing this week. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good and, uh, and thanks Tim I and mean, you're the co-host and I, I love what you do and I just acknowledge that, uh, the wonderful skills you have and it's great but can I just remind the guys that we do have a support line from Momentum and it's the Momentum Caroline, which is 1-800-000-MEN and you know, we're so blessed to have that number the service is provided by our friends at Caroline Connections um, and you can reach out to them 7 days a week 9am to 11pm uh, seven days a week, one eight hundred triple zero six three six, or one eight hundred triple zero men.
1: Yeah, and you know the truth is, we all need to have a chat, a confidential chat, an honest chat at some stage in our lives, and sometimes. That may not be with a mate because it might be too sensitive an issue. You might yeah. want to remain confidential. And that's for moments that the the Momentum Care Line exists. That's one 800 636 And can we just say before we launch into this week's show, uh, this week's show is one of those moments. This, this week's show is probably going to be a little sensitive in nature. And we're going to talk about some stuff which um, – yeah, look, might might have some triggers in it, depending on what your background is. So we just want to preface and say, just give you a heads up. It, this is an interesting topic that we're delving into. We want to acknowledge that uh, up front, because it is a sensitive topic. You know, we're going to go back to some research to start us off in 2016, and there were around 5.7 million children in Australia. Difficult to know for sure, but estimates are that roughly 8% of boys and 20% of girls in Australia are sexually abused each year
2: yeah and if you put those numbers together you, you could fill the mcg eight times over with children living in australia right now who have been or will be sexually abused it's not a horrific image to have in your mind you can imagine I many cricket's been on that's been on at the mcg and if you fill that mcg eight times that's the number of children living in Australia right now who have been or will be sexually abused. And sadly and alarmingly, of all those instances of abuse, 90% to 95% will be committed by who? By men. And we have to be open and honest and say that that is the case. It's not good either way, but that's
1: not a good statistic. So we're going to delve into this topic in the next half hour or so and explore some of the effects of this. We're joined back on Momentum by a good friend, counsellor and Pastor Steve Wickerman. Just for some context before we launch in, Steve has served as a moderator on a Global Survivors and Advocates Facebook group called Safe Harbor. He, since the Me Too and Church Too movements began, has developed friendships with many advocates against uh, abuse all around the world and is considered by survivors and advocates as being Trauma informed. So, Steve, we are looking forward to hearing your insights on this incredibly sensitive topic. Welcome back to Momentum, mate.
0: Yeah, thanks, Tim, and thanks, Des. And yeah, you'd think of uh, those eight MCGs, and it's it's just it is horrific. It really is very very
1: sad. You know, when we when we break down that figure further, Steve, from the intro, granted it is a few years ago, but um, you know, are there are there sort of stats on on how big an issue this is? Can I put that another way, perhaps R- roughly? Then, how many young boys are being abused each year in Australia? Are there some recent stats on that?
0: I'm not aware of any like recent stats, but I I, th- I just think that the the issue is so alarming, and it's so um, it's and historically it's not just present tense. We're we're starting to learn now about the the abuse that took place 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 20 years ago, because traditionally what happens is shame buries this in men's and women's lives. And, uh, they, they can't, they can't escape from it. They're, they're driven to other means to cope. And then 20, 30, 40 years later, the story might come out at such a time as this, when we are able through this me Too, church to kind of, uh, era to come out and bring these, these things to the fore.
2: It devastates lives. I mean, I, I can't even imagine a young boy, you know, who's innocent, you know, being, you know, abused. Emotionally, physically, in every way, just d- destroys that soul. Yeah, it's it's awful, it's awful, awful.
1: Steve, can I ask just um, just for, before we kick this off? Um, you know, when we when we come to some of our guests and we ask for for topics and suggestions and things like this, is something you brought to the table, and, and there may not be an answer to this, but can I ask, is there a reason why? at the beginning of 2023, you, you think that we need to be talking about this. Is it that things have progressively gotten worse to a point where you know, we need to start talking about this? Or is it the fact that the Me Too and the Church Too movements in the last few years have kind of brought this to a head and highlighted this?
0: Yeah, very much the latter. I think we are in an era now where we are able to bring these things to, to authorities, we're able to discuss these things. There's less shame, there's less stigma. Um, and I, I'm not sure if the issue's any worse now than what it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I would imagine it's probably fairly ambient, but mm. the issue is it's it's there at all at all times, and you've, you think of one in four women, one in six men, it's an issue that – and. You think of uh, sexual abuse, it harms the individual in, to their core, but in so many different ways. There's so much other abuse that's done within the sexual abuse that mm. uh, devastates their
1: lives. Uh, as mentioned in the intro, um, a lot of this abuse, and it's a sad statistic to quote, but as Des said, 90 to 95% of it will be committed by men, right? Why do you think that is predominantly?
0: Well, a lot of the time it might be because men want to feel powerful. Uh, so there's there's that one aspect, but probably a lot of it can be, and you've got to be careful on how you say this, but a lot of it can be about men who were abused themselves and they carry that on. So there's there's two ways that uh, that sexual abuse to uh, to boys and to, to young men might play out in a person's life. For the first road is to um, it, it repeats itself in the next generation. Uh, the other road is that it, it destroys the person's life. They take it within themselves, and addiction and, and um, uh, mental health issues and those sorts of things drive the person into a into a des- destructive uh, destructive patterns of, of, life, of living. Because mm-hmm. we are designed to be to to need to face our demons. We we all need to do that. Uh, even people who haven't been sexually abused, but those who have been sexually abused, most of all need healing. They need care, and they need that the patience of um, kind of that trauma informed kind of uh, uh, therapy or you know, the help, uh, the relationships that will that will redeem them, that will help them to 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 redeem their lives.
2: Because it totally affects their uh, identity. It affects their self esteem, yep. who they are. You know what they should be proud of in their world, yep. it affects all of those core things that make us who we are.
0: And in many ways they're probably, in some ways, that's a bit of a tip of the iceberg because when you start to tip into personality disorders and those sorts of things a PTSD uh, dissociative identity disorder, those kinds of things, they happen directly out of the trauma of sexual abuse.
1: Steve, we're going to look at um, other forms of abuse because there are others than mm. than just sexual. But let's just stick with sexual at the moment. You said that this this is the one that hits at the core, um, without sort of labeling that you know the top five, which is the worst and whatever. But what is it about sexual abuse particularly that is so damaging over other types of abuse? Do you think?
0: Well, it's just so intimate. You know, I think uh, there's there's something about our uh, genitalia. That uh, when we know, you know, that's that there's so much shame and so much. I mean, it's at, at, at levels deeper than 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 other things. I think, and particularly if we were to look at men being abused by men um, or being abused by sexually abused by by adult women. I mean, there's a there's a, a corrosive disempowering of of a boy uh, in in that that is that is just uh, horrendous. But a man abusing a boy. Well, the, the, the fact is you didn't have a choice. That's mm. the short abuse happened to you. You mm. were a, you were a victim of this. You were completely disempa- dis, completely just disempowered.
2: Do you think it's different depending on who the perpetrator is? So, you know, a, a, a father or a mother, you know, that's a level, but then you have, you know, ministers or priests or whatever, yep. people of authority. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, you know, people who are babysitting or whatever, however that looks. Right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Is, it, is there a scale there somewhere?
0: I'm not sure if there's a scale there, but I think that one thing that we can talk about is that the fact that a lot, of, a lot of the abuse hasn't happened by strangers. It's happened through people we know, the uncle or the aunt, those kinds of things, um, you know, and people with, I mean, adults have power over children, so that's one level of power. Then, if you talk about ministers or, or uh, people in other uh, situations of authority, there's an extra level of power that people have, and children are very, are very, very vulnerable because they just don't have the power to be able to. Um, and and you look back um, in the decades uh, gone by, children were not believed. In this day and age, at least there's a chance, there's a hope that a child might be believed. But will they have the courage to share that with? Them? Do they have someone safe to share that with?
1: Mm. Steve, let's talk about the word abuse, right? Because I suppose it's good to get a clear definition of what that may look like, right? And now we've been talking about sexual abuse primarily up until now, but let's just look at the word abuse. What is the line that means someone's poor behavior? I'm talking about outside of sexual abuse here, but, you know, when we say like, oh, I'm in an abusive relationship and it's not necessarily... Uh, domestic, it might be verbal or something like that. What's the line then that crosses over from someone's just had some poor behaviour or poor moments, or they've you know lost it in a moment and just gone ballistic for five minutes, like? The What what's the line then that trickles over and goes? No, actually, that is not just poor behaviour anymore. That is now you are in abuse.
0: Well, there are probably two things as far as repeatability, you know, and particularly in bullying, you know, you need to have a uh, evidence of a repeatability. It's an ongoing pattern involved, and also the consequences. What does it actually do? What does it do to you? What what are the actions themselves, and what what you know how consequential are they? But the other thing is, if we went to a a legal definition, and this is. uh, from uh, South Australia, um, and it says, that, and, it, and I preface it by saying, depends on the state, but one definition is an act of abuse is defined as an act resulting in physical injury, emotional or psychological harm, and unreasonable and non-consensual, that's an important uh, aspect, non-consensual denial of financial, social or personal autonomy, damage to property in the ownership or possession of a person as, or used uh, or otherwise enjoyed by that person. So there's, there's a whole bunch of elements in, in in all of that. But I think ultimately, abuse will be a, there'll be a pattern behind it, a repeatability, and there'll be consequences so that that you can't overlook.
1: Mm. Okay. And now that we've got that term, then Steve, and that sort of that paragraph, if you like, to go. Okay, this is what it looks like. Give us then the the different types of abuse because I mean, obviously, we've talked about sexual abuse. Uh, there's domestic abuse, but then tell us about the other types of abuse that can yeah. happen to us.
0: Yep. So you've got obviously physical abuse when someone hurts you physically. Um, you know, with, and you know beating up and that sort of thing. There's emotional abuse. Uh, the, and that, that can be kind of, you know, we talk about gaslighting, there's a bit of um, emotional abuse in gaslighting. There's verbal abuse, which is, which is very, um, you know, it's, it's, you feel verbally abused, insulted and that sort of thing, or uh, called names, belittled. Uh, social abuse, so you might not be allowed out, you know, you might not be able to have your social needs met, and that's, a, that's an abuse. Financial abuse is a big one these days. Uh, it was probably been, always been a big one, but holding the purse strings and controlling money and not allowing the, the a partner perhaps not to have to have uh, access to the to the resources they need. Spiritual abuse, which can be very big in places like churches, uh, in Christian contexts and in other religious contexts. Neglect is a is a pat, is a pattern of abuse mm-hmm. in, its, in its own. Um, there's institutional abuse. So. And there are institutional responses to abuse that are abusive. So that's there was a whole royal commission on that uh, five years ago. And then finally, and there's probably this is not exhaustive, but finally there's elder abuse as well. Elder abuse is a huge one these days. Yeah, you know, and it's so 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 sad to see uh, people who are vulnerable on the other side other side of the spectrum, not children, but but people who are, who are elderly and they're abused by younger people or. Yeah, in those situations.
1: Well, yeah. there's a lot there, and to be honest, Steve, yeah. some of those I would not have even thought of. So I'm, mm. I'm glad that you've brought those to our attention. What we are going to do is take a short break here on Momentum and uh, come back and look at uh, some of the ways that then people can deal with that, and maybe that's you. Um, how do we then start to deal with that in a healthy way? And uh, we're just going to continue to shed some light on this incredibly sensitive topic. Steve, just wanted to say at the break, Thank you for the way that you're handling this. Um, This is really, really informative, and I think it is an important topic that we are raising this week on Momentum, albeit a little sensitive. We will come back and continue this. In the meantime, we'd love you to have a quick look around the website as we go to a quick break. Momentumaustralia.org, and we'll be back real soon.
0: This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at Momentumaustralia.org.
1: Welcome back to part two of this week's show. And uh, again, just disclaimer before we launch into the second part. It is a really sensitive show uh, this week. And uh, our special guest is Steve Wick. And we're talking about abuse in its many forms. And there may be some triggers in the next 15 minutes or so. I just want to make you aware of that. But our, our heart here is to shed some positive light on this and to give you some positive keys to help you move forward from perhaps where you might find yourself or even if there's somebody in your world that you can recognize might have some struggles in this area that you we can give you some keys to help them move forward. You know, Steve, the the obvious things, and it seems to be that there's a a, a fa- fairly few common uh, patterns as a result of abuse that can happen from childhood. Um, it's you know trauma, uh, addictions, you know poor behaviours, mental health issues, split personality. I mean, these are fairly big things and responses that people can have. Let's just quickly run through some of those and and how they may be present in people's lives so that we can actually recognise them or, of course, even recognise them in our own.
0: Yep, 100%. Uh, We talked about the trauma responses, the fight, flight, freeze and fawn. Um, I think, particularly the freeze response, of when if people find themselves in a, you know, they they freeze in certain certain situations, that can be a sign in in, in yourself that there's 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 that kind of trauma in you. What, looking for for that, I guess, is is the thing. And uh, I think it's a very healthy thing for all of us to be um, engaged in those four. Uh, by the way, just to understand where fight, flight, freeze, and fawn work. You know, mm-hmm. obviously you know, this dissociation, how do we dissociate? We get into addictive behaviours because the truth is too hard. The truth is too painful. So I'll go into addictive behaviours or get addicted to drugs, alcohol, gambling, pornography or whatever it is um, that don't help the situation but the fact is that's a symptom of what the underlying cause is, not mm. your fault. Mm. So, you know, if if you're able to... You know, wrestle with that addiction and, and deal with the core. That's the key.
1: Steve, can obviously. I jump in on that just for a yeah. tick and just, again, bring to bring clarity, right? Because obviously yeah. the extreme of that is drug abuse, alcohol, gambling, those sorts of things that are fairly out there. What yeah. about the more subtle addictive behaviors that people might engage in that would be a distraction for them, but they're not necessarily super destructive But they're still in their lives at a low-key level.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of people who function very well at, at horrendous levels of addiction. But as you say, those more subtle types, I think if we're all honest, we've got some... Uh, you know there's this there's, there's habits that we would that we would have that we would like to get rid of you know and I think those uh, it's yeah a bit, very very hard
1: like I mean I mean you're talking like things like food pornography um, yeah. you know chilling cool. out on Netflix like you know yeah. zoning out you know um, distracted by the phone I mean are these are these destructive I hadn't even
0: thought of those but they are hugely destructive because they block us from the goals that god's got for our for our lives how many hours can we waste binging on tv it's fine to binge a little you know binge a little bit or watch a little bit if you Mm. need some rest and recovery but the other thing is food and i've i know i've used food as therapy but you know i've come to the the decision many years ago that food is not sport you know, food has a function in our lives, you know, to, mm. to nourish our bodies. So it's about getting back to the balance of what, you know, God intended in the first place.
2: So if you were, um, uh, you had a partner, um, what sort of traits would you be looking for in your partner that would make you, would lead you to think that maybe your partner or your friend or whoever has been abused? What, what are the, what are those little things?
0: Well, some of those trauma responses, as I mentioned before, if someone flies off the handle very quickly, you've got a, those addictive traits. But also if if a, an adult struggles to regulate their emotions, that's that's usually a pretty, you know, there's, there's, there's perhaps issues there. Impulsivity, you know, if there, there are mental health issues, and not everybody that gets depressed or has anxiety disorders and that sort of thing has trauma, you know, abuse in their background but that could be part of it. And the other thing about, uh, say, dissociative identity disorder is, you know, it's not the stereotypical um, multiple personalities where people chuck off one personality and, you know, it's almost like they dress differently and that's something. Most of it is about, uh, it's much more subtle than that. And there's there's much more of it in society than we probably recognise.
2: And maybe things like avoiding certain conversations or not engaging in like in a family setting, you're know, not wanting to talk about things yeah. in particular.
0: Yeah, yeah. And particularly those who don't per- perpetrate abuse, it's the others who shrink back, who submit, who escape from life and mm. don't receive from life all of life's blessings. Simply because it's about uh, I mean uh, facing those demons in in a safe way and actually healing and recovering.
1: Steve, let's just go back a track and and this is to the the big responses that we may have to abuse. And one of the things I want to come back to is mental health issues, particularly, because I mean obviously you know we we hear about it all the time. We're in a mental health crisis, and you know everybody to some degree has some degree of mental health issue and whatever. but but when we look at that realistically, if we are somebody who's um, had abuse in our past, what generally would that mental health tend to look like then, moving forward as we grow into an adult?
0: Well, it's probably a complete lack of. Uh, I know um, victims who have never had, never experienced joy. Uh, they've 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 had continual anxiety. There is a there are themes of depression and panic attack. There is triggering those kinds of things, and the mental health journey is an ongoing battle. And that's probably uh, to, to answer in that, in that way. But then there's a diagnosable uh, mental health battle where people who have suffered the worst abuse will have disorder upon disorder upon disorder. And those disorders are not on them. Those disorders have been perpetrated by that abuse that happened to them. So if you have got post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, uh, DID, dissociative identity disorder. You've got, um, anxiety disorders, depressive disorders, a lot. There are, there are people who have got a whole bunch of these and it's, it's just so unfair. And so, so sad.
2: Let's, for example, say, you know, somebody is a man listening and he has gone through that, that whole experience of abuse, uh, of whatever type. How, how does he start to deal with that since it was me and all of a sudden I, I wanted to, uh, identify it or bring it into the open or what, what would I have to do to overcome that?
0: Um, that's a really, really hard question to answer in, in many ways, you cannot do it without support and the support of, uh, therapy of, of good friends. And it's probably a multiplicity of support, uh, pastors, uh, and, and, and others, people who are, are supportive. Um, Understanding from the get-go that it's going to take a lot of courage. It takes a massive amount of courage for people to press into this incredibly deep and painful stuff. Um, you know, trauma-informed therapy is about stepping through uh, the process of therapy very, very gently and at the client's pace. It's at, at the the that perp- per- the person who's been a victim of this kind of abuse. It will take. It can take very a very long time to overcome, but to press into it. Because the more honest, the more we can face what's happened is not your fault. It's not our fault when we, when we are as vulnerable children and abused in these situations.
2: And that's such a key message, isn't it? That that, that, that men need to un- need to understand that it's not their fault. You're not to blame. You know, what has happened to you is because of somebody else's weakness or whatever, and that you are a God-made person in your own right
1: steve bouncing off the back of that um i suppose if you want to say that's a that's a stigma you know particularly for uh young boys uh, men who are survivors of abuse what other stigmas do you think that men carry particularly around having abuse in their backstory whether it's sexual or otherwise but particularly for a man you know as an adult what does that do to him that he may carry with him Uh, as a result of that that abuse
0: well i just think it is it's just carried uh stigmas are such a broad kind of topic and so individualized but i think um when you compare you're probably always comparing yourself with the person who's not been not been abused and you cannot uh share it with with others you you feel like you're closed off to it and that nobody will accept it Mm. um you know and it's it's, it's it's this this stigmatization is really just inherent in the whole the whole situation, and uh, and and mind you, and and all of this discussion, what 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 I'm sort of feeling right now in this moment is is such a massive topic, and it, it feels like you, you don't do it any service by even talking about it in this in this way. But that's that's the nature of of the of the issue, and the men who have have been victims of this, you are believed. You are, you are loved, uh, and you, you, you can recover. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry I probably didn't answer that as well as I would like to have.
1: Um, it seems to me that shame for men is a big yep. thing, right? Yep. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about abuse even, but just guys, generically, we feel shame around a lot of things. I think it's fair to say then that one of the key issues that we would need to address first and foremost is the shame that we feel around some of this stuff.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, if you've never had any abuse in your, in your backstory at all, shame is still an issue. Shame and guilt are always issues by, for any human being, but you can imagine how, how much, how many levels below that, how many, how, or how big, how much, how big an issue shame is for those who have been abused and particularly sexual abuse, um, uh, you know that's that erodes at at a, at a person at their at their core before they've even had a chance to develop. If you know mm-hmm. if you're a you're, you're under ten or you're over to you're you're under fifteen or your your development is stunted, and um and it's not your fault. And so yeah, so it, shame is a massive, massive, massive one.
2: Yeah, and I guess that leads to a, a conversation that says you've got to be easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't beat yourself up. You've got to find a way of doing life. And the
0: irony of that, Des, in, in many ways, is it's, you, people
2: will find it impossible
0: to be easy on themselves. There will be so much self-condemnation and self-judgment. That's why the Christian message is so important for these yeah. for, for people healing mm-hmm. because there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We are loved.
1: Steve, as we, as we finish up, we obviously we've covered we've a lot of ground and a lot of it is given guys particularly listening, things to think about. But let, let's let speak to the wives and the partners for a tick as well as we wrap up. And they might be in a relationship and they can just sense that something's not quite right. Now, he's maybe never come out and said something, yep. uh, but there are perhaps some things that we've mentioned in this uh, conversation or there's just some things that just don't seem quite right. Some of the dots aren't joining. Yep. Let's leave the show and go speak to those people for a moment. How do they even start? Mm-hmm. That conversation. How do they even broach the fact that there may be some suspicions that yep. something isn't quite right, or something's happened right. in 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 the youth of their partner?
0: Um, before I answer that, just a shout out to Dave Pippen, who has helped in the preparation of, of this show and has informed us. And I'm I'm thinking of Dave and his wife, what how how they would have negotiated that uh, the years years ago that that he's that he actually wrestled with his. I think the issue is um, be committed if you're a partner be committed to the long haul, it, it might be asking the, the question and you might get an explosive response. You uh, might be a denial response, but keep pressing into it. If you feel that there could be something, you know, remember the, are you okay? You know, if you are, you, when you ask the question, are you okay? If you're asking it for the real reason, you, 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 you be prepared to ask it again. And, and again, if you feel like, it, and try and create a, create situations, where um, a, a person can divulge, they can disclose. And if a husband were to disclose to a wife, you now in those situations, it just understand that it will take years. But it, but it's it's a necessary process for him to become all of God, all that God wants him to become. You know that's the journey to invest in. And I just. Thank the wives right now, just listening, just just thinking of those who have been through this journey, but those who are embarking on this journey with their husbands, these 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 beautiful, beautiful men who were disrupted as boys. Exactly. That's a good word to
2: use, actually.
1: Steve, I'm going to get you to read. There was a, a final piece that David wrote, and we just want to honor David as we do this, because David did contribute to some of the um, the, the prep to the show. And and there was a piece that he wrote that I think would be really helpful to leave with,
0: yeah, um, you know,
1: you. in this week's show. So, Steve, would you like to read that out for us? I'll just
0: read it out. And so this is from uh, David Pittman's article, to, to Suffer in Silence. And this is from uh, Grace, which is uh, Godly Responses to Abuse in the Christian Environment. That's an organisation on the web. Uh, so what can we do to help little boys and adult male survivors? On this there isn't much variation between boys and girls who have been victimized. And this is the advice that he gives. Love them unconditionally, without judgment, and help them experience this love. Help them to know that their feelings, their confusion, anger, depression, fear, numbness, and their anxiety are normal. Help them understand that it was not their fault, that they are not to blame, that their physical reaction to whomever harmed them doesn't mean that they allowed the abuse or wanted it to happen. Invite and encourage healthy, open and shame-free conversations about sexuality, masculinity and gender. And beyond everything else, let them know that they are not alone. Thank you, Dave.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really solid advice.
1: Thank you for reading that out, Steve. Thank you, Dave, for for writing that for us. And um, as we bring this week's show to a close, just uh, acknowledge again that uh, it's been a it's been a topic that, to be honest, we felt a little out of our depth um, broaching, but we we wanted to do this some degree of justice and highlight this and say, hey, you know, this is another part of life. Sadly, um, how do we how do we honor this and how do we do this respectfully, uh, and uh, and hopefully give you some keys and uh, some steps forward to be able to move forward well. Which, of course, is our heart at Momentum, Steve. Uh, on behalf of Des and I, thank you for speaking yeah. into this space. Uh, with respect, with sensitivity. And uh, again, guys, just want to encourage you to go back and have a listen to this one it's, once it's up on the website, momentumaustralia.org. And go easy on yourself, I think is the key message from today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with Momentum again. In the meantime, love you to have a look around the website, momentumaustralia.org. Until next week, you take care. God bless.
0: You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again,